When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello and welcome to Las Blancas Podcast. I'm your host, Yash Thakur. And this is an emergency episode of the Las Blancas Podcast. We have had a major development with regards to a player injury and i think it was worth discussing because this is a player that has that has that had 46 direct goal contributions last season as and was directly involved in 45 percent of real madrid's total goals yeah we are talking about caroline weir and i think listeners would have already seen the news so this consider this as a sort of a therapy slash plan b slash emergency podcast episode where we discuss the impact of losing caroline weir to an acl injury and discuss what can real madrid and toril do to sort of deal with it throughout the season it will be hard to replace a player who you know scores over 15 goals and over uh, gives you over 15 assists in a season but uh, we are here to try and talk talk it through and see if if this actually opens the gate for some other players in the team and how everyone will have to step up now plus we'll have a small recap of the international break that has just happened there were a couple of interesting things that we would like to mention so before we get into all of that i'm always as always joined by kanita kanita how you're doing and how are you dealing with that news uh, that parte de medico when it dropped what was your first reaction uh, i mean we did get a parte medico and uh, the, the first time it happened so uh, the only problem is that it was you know th- this uh, for this reason, uh, in a weird free letter injury, KACL. <laughs> uh, so, well, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, the what two days ago the game happened like Scotland played against Belgium, and 
we saw the like we saw the moment and how she acted after it like people always say oh she walked after but you know every player that got acl walked after <laughs> even Militao, like he was seen walking almost normally just a bit limping after that game she, that he ruptured his acl and yeah i mean we we had a strong hunch and that hunt you know came true uh they did tests when she came back to madrid and yeah uh not 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 good not good <laughs> um it wasn't you know i wasn't surprised i was i was hoping it wasn't the, the worst thing but i wasn't surprised that it was so yeah um i th i think that after everything i mean she did play a lot of minutes we'll get to that but yeah this squad management and i will be forced to you know manage our squad better i guess uh losing our main player from last season so that's um definitely a huge loss like the biggest loss that we could have had so yeah i don't know how else to describe how i'm feeling i mean not good yeah, like the this was the first international break uh, of the season. I mean, season has barely just begun, and this international break brought three ACL injuries already in the women's game. In the past year, we have seen like multiple big profile um, ACL injuries. We have seen Miedema, we have seen Williamson, we have seen Beth Mead, we have seen Katoto. You know, all sorts of players in all sorts of different positions who have suffered this injury in the past year, missed out on World Cup, and now it was sort of our turn. <laughs> I don't know. Um, now at Real Madrid, we have three ACL injuries. Militao is gone. Courtois is gone from the men's side. Two of the most important players in the, on the men's side, and now the women's side are like okay we are going to compete in this as well so we lose our most important player for the season now it's obviously very sad uh, and i think uh, dealing with this will define uh, what and how toril can actually achieve with this squad because in no ways is the squad bad obviously we are losing a world-class player in in my opinion the only world-class talent that we have in the squad we have some really great players we have elite players but i think Veer is the only one pushing that world-class envelope in the in the squad and it will be obviously very hard to hard to replace uh we will be without her for the champions league qualifiers we will be without her for the entire league campaign and um, last season there there were moments where we would play the absolute worst football imaginable and we would just come up and dribble past three players in the box keep the ball and hit the bullseye and uh, you know pull us out of, of that uh, of that situation and this happened not just once but multiple times and uh, the reason why this is even more damning now is because last season we had Weir and Esther. This season we had already lost Esther in the summer transfer window. And now we are losing Weir. 
two of the more two two players with the highest goal contribution last season for us so and and in the replacement are all new brune is just settling in in the team raso hasn't had uh, many minutes on the field yet but she she is coming into a new league she is coming into a new environment that will definitely there will definitely be some bedding period with her uh so it's going to be very difficult uh but i think if if i have to paint a silver lining to this which uh, <laughs> to be very honest i don't think there is any silver lining uh, about losing a player like weir i think this opens up the door for Maite in the in the lineup now. I think she is the most uh, natural option there after after Weir is gone. She can play that free role in the in the squad, play behind the striker, and you know just float around uh, in those uh, half spaces and and zone fourteen, even attack the box when when the opportunity opens. So I think Maite will be the biggest beneficiary out of this if we are being you know uh, on paper at least we don't know what toril is going to do because for the entirety of last season we played a 4-2-3-1 we played with a player behind the striker and that player was always weird she was the one that led the press from the front you know picking out those pressing triggers and all of that now not only have we lost her partner with whom the synergy was great in esther but now we have also lost the player who actually led the press from the front. So it's going to be a very difficult uh, adaptation period for us. And I think this is uh, the biggest test that biggest test for Torel to see how much he knows his squad and how how much tactically he can uh, improvise or sort of uh, improve this the these bunch of players who, by the way, we still have a very good squad. I I think like our squad with Weir is definitely the second best squad in the league without Weir as well I think if we go position by position we are second or third at best in the league and I think that has to show now on the field and that will only show not by individual play but with some form of coherent tactics uh, in terms of attacking and in terms of defensive tactics uh, you know, out of possession shape and and everything, we have to see that now because uh, if if we can't see it now, we won't see it ever. Um, so yeah, I think uh, on the Maite point, coming back, circling back to the Maite point, what do you think about Maite's prospect with this injury, and is there a sort of silver lining with Maite in the squad, and uh, how she was the go-to player for of the bench last season? Uh, do you think she will be seen in a bigger role uh, now with we are injured and how do you think she will cope up with that uh well uh you know when this news broke out i immediately thought of Maite, obviously i mean probably everyone did and yeah i mean i do agree with everything that you said like um, on paper it, it is supposed to uh work and be good for Maite. There's one one thing um, that we are missing here. Um, in those like moments that she was subbed on, uh, and I mean, Maite last season, like I think she played every single match that she was available for. 
uh, no matter if it was very late in the game, uh, which was which was late actually for uh, a lot of games, but yeah, uh, you know, just oh, we need some, some creativity, but then get her on for like the next ten minutes. So yeah, I mean, definitely an opening for more minutes this <laughs> season. Uh, however, th there there's a problem because Toril, um, I don't think he's capable of seeing like the differences between the players that we have. Um, he he just thinks like I don't know, everyone in attack, you know, attacks. So they're they're the same. Everyone in the midfield is just midfield. <laughs> I don't know. He just. I don't understand what, what, what he thinks our players are like. What What's the point of having a diverse squad? I mean, we, he's still going for the same type of play even after all the subs he makes in the, in one game and like even between two different games. So uh, I, I don't know. It's because my tip, I think it's pushed on the side a lot, like on um, to play the wide, to play a wider role a lot and sometimes it's like you know nice to see but it was like after so many times of her uh being forced to go basically on the wing that m she might have gotten used to it so we just say oh we liked how she was there on the like wider role and something but she just like not built for those challenges and like she has these attributes that she likes to go through that she has this vision of the pitch uh, with her passing ability she does she her like virtue is not going in challenges it's like creativity her creativity and i i'm just scared that his lack of knowledge about you know how the type of player she is you know compared to well uh, other midfielders we have uh, that he will waste a lot of her talent. Uh, a lot of it has already been wasted in the last season. Uh, and you know, people are uh, the comments like about Maita. It's just you can see that people are failing to see that her talent was being wasted. It's not even like her fault of the games that she didn't perform, and but the games that you can see that she performed, they were just pure might have pure might have football and I don't know. So I I am I mean excited to see more of Maite. Uh there is let let if you could call it a silver lining, you know, obviously losing weir is not um good or anything, but getting Maite to play more um is, as you said good on paper. I just don't know. I'm really scared um of this like this whole situation obviously but he's just totally just used to taking the easy way out i mean it just it would literally, literally just put weir on the pitch and that's it i mean you can see the number of minutes she, she had just a little bit less uh she played just a little bit less minutes than misa uh misa our starting goalkeeper that played um, majority of the games like for 90 minutes a match and then we're, we're just a few minutes less than her 
that's insanity, right? And with such, like, we have six midfielders, we had six midfielders, we have six midfielders, you know, this season. Well, now we have five, obviously, but. And it was just put Puyo on pitch. And, you know, it did solve problems, right? It did. I mean, we said we had a segment, Puyo's World, and we have, we have to put it on pause, unfortunately, now, uh, which is very sad, very unfortunate. Uh, but it's just so easy to just put her on pitch and say, yeah, like, my job here is done. Like, somehow, somewhere, like, in the middle of the match, she will do something that will fix the game, no matter how bad it is, uh, how bad it looks on the pitch. Uh, we somehow won most of our games, uh, like, m- most of the majority, like, big majority of the games last season. So, and... That's the problem. That easy way out is gone now. You know, that option is gone now. So that's why I'm very scared. Um, I I don't know. It's just going to be... It's going to be hard. <laughs> uh, I, I hope, like, quickly that it fixes. Uh, like, this easy way out is kind of... I don't know, kind of faded away during you know, over time. I don't, I don't know if he's capable of this. I, I have no idea. Like, I hope we can manage something. Uh, Maite, I'm really excited for her, but again, very, very scared of it. And Maite is like, we could change the whole formation, like again, but I don't, I don't know. It's just too much. Um. Too much to even think about. So yeah, I'll just um, I'll just give it back to you, honestly. Um, but yeah. Yeah, if I am, if I have to guess what Toril would do, I wouldn't go with a formation change. I don't think um, a formation change is on the cards. Uh, I was just looking at at the numbers from last season, and all of our top three goal scorers from last season in the league are gone. Uh, we have lost way to, uh, to the injury. We have lost Esther and Naikari both. And then our next best goal scorer was Atenea with six goals. Then Tere with five. And, you know, Tere towards the end of the season, she scored some absolute thunderbolts. But we know she's not a player you can absolutely, like, rely on to score for you on the, on the regular. Feller scored four goals. Moller towards the end when she was being played all, all these times. Uh, and coming off the bench, she scored uh, four goals. Maite scored three. You know, and the only player that I think will has a realistic chance of improving their tally and, and coming big time for us is, is probably Linda Caicedo because... She came on late, she scored two goals, had four assists in the league, uh, came out with big moments and is still a developing player. So I am expecting, uh, you know, even without this injury, even if we look at, uh, if we isolate this injury and just look at Linda Caicedo in, in vacuum, I think she was the player everyone was expecting to like improve and uh, go take a step in the in the forward direction and 
in terms of her goal tally in terms of a direct goal contribution as well so i still expect her tally to go up but it's actually very hard to see where the rest of the goals will come from like Oihane is not a goal scorer Raso, you know maybe she can score some goals uh, but again as we discussed on the pod where we talked about the signings we we did mention that uh, her availability is going to be a big factor in how much she is able to contribute and uh, we'll have to see about that but okay maybe Raso scores a few uh, the the biggest goal scorer we have right now is Brune and uh, the player that would create some chances for her Veer is now gone uh, so it, it's it's difficult it makes task difficult it makes the adaptation period difficult for every other player as well I think uh, this moment right now is sort of a very big opportunity for Athenea in particular now to try and take that uh, leadership role in attack and try to create because we have seen Linda do it, do it in the in, in the last season after she came after she joined the team um, I'm hoping to see like unless we see a big increase in numbers from Athenea and Maite it's very difficult to imagine where the goals would come from I would even say Zornosa is one that could be you know sort of impactful and that might see we might actually see her numbers uh, her minutes played to increase this season now due to this injury but honestly looking at at the at the squad and and the numbers from the past i it is a bit scary to see where the goals might come from everybody will have to chip in every game we might not score as many goals as we did last season if if we just score enough uh, and i think the issue with that is because we we relied on Weir to sort of outscore the opponent because we knew our defense was bad our defense is still bad even worse maybe but we have now lost the attacking prowess to sort of outscore the opponent and win the game uh, and that is the scariest part here uh, but yeah i think this this is the perfect opportunity or sort of a very big opportunity for both Athenea and Maite to sort of take that uh, grab the game from the scruff of its neck and sort of lead us forward and try to produce goals on the regular because these are the two players whose tally can realistically improve a lot we don't know how many goals uh, Brune will score she has come close in the in the games before but hasn't found the back of the net and I think that uh, once she finds the back of the net we might uh, see her score a lot uh, I am when we did the pod I, I was saying that we we might we will probably see Brune scoring over 10 to 12 goals uh, this season and I like that was the least and the most realistic uh, expectations I had of her because again Brune is also a player who who's past has been plagued with injuries so her availability will also have to be checked but she has that potential to be the goal scorer and I think now one of the big changes sort of that will happen with this injury is we'll, we are going to see a lot more crosses because Toril's plan A as Kanita you mentioned as well just put Weir and let her do her thing 
where was plan A for Turin and the plan B was to cross. Now with no where, I think, uh, you know, maybe he puts in Maite to be that player in, in the lineup. Maybe we don't see Maite out from the wide. But in terms of uh, attacking strategy and attacking structure, I think we are going to see a lot more crosses now because that was something that we always fell back on when when nothing worked on the pitch and i think now the player that made it all work is not there we will see a lot more crosses we will see a rise in the number of crosses that we see per game and maybe this works in our favor because we have good crosses and we'll talk about uh, one in particular that plays for Denmark uh, who had a good international break and, and an interesting role for Denmark under their new manager we might see those crosses being converted into goal and maybe this is sort of a silver lining but you know our games are going to be a pain to watch now because we know what uh, the sort of crossing and inshallah technique can do to games we saw that with the men's side uh, under Zidane at one point of time where our build-up and our chance creation was so laborious and almost non-existent from settled possession and I think we are going to going towards that same direction on the women's side now with Weir's injury uh, what do you think about the prospects of uh, Brune you know after this injury how will it impact her adaptation period and uh, what expectations do you have from her now in terms of goal scoring and in terms of taking the responsibility in attack? Yeah, I was actually looking forward to seeing what Brun and Weir um, were about to be cooking, you know, because they were seen cooking together. <laughs> uh, but, it, well, uh, once again, we lost that option. So, yeah. Uh, well, the good news is that we have someone that can receive the crosses. Um, we just have to be get better at them. Um, Toyane is good at crosses. Um, so I hope she stays good at crosses. You know, I I hope I'm wrong about the the longer she's a Real Madrid player, the more she loses the ability to cross. Some Somehow it looks like players are doomed to lose that ability. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, Olga, Olga's crosses are uh, good when um, she's in the mood. And lately she's been the mood, in the mood. So, yeah. Hopefully that continues. And the rest, I have no idea uh, about the crosses. But... Um, it will probably it will probably uh continue that crosses an inshallah tactic. Um I, I I genuinely don't know. Like um last season it was all through weird. Okay, so that that's why I don't know. Um I would make myself um try to think about the ways the team could, you know, manage through, I don't know, uh, Maite or maybe Linda uh, as a 10 there. Uh, that's a possibility as well. But 
get um and then like get to Brune and um cuz we saw that like Brune isn't just like great for receiving crosses she also like in what the second uh preseason match or I think against Valencia that she actually uh dropped a bit and um you know had more contact with the with her teammates and uh, the other positions and stuff so I mean it's good to see <laughs> Brune uh you know being more than what we were initially talking about that she's a great at so that that's that's great and um I just wish that it wasn't it wasn't only because of weird because we really gave her that freedom like in the, that she understood that connection and it, it, we you you actually talked about we are Bruin connection uh in that match so yeah uh I don't know I don't know I don't know Bruin that much um and I hope the teammates will you know see her strong suits and I mean, she will be our like main attacker, main like main uh, goal provider. Uh, she should be like, uh, and she's expected to be. And I, like you said, I don't really expect anyone else to be the main goal provider provider this season. And yeah, but uh, Oyane might Oyane's crosses might uh, give her a lot of assists. So yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I like I said, I would make myself think like with the ways that the team would uh, be able to maybe change the game and then come come more easily to Brune. But then on the other side, the thing that I talked about the easy way out being gone, and that I don't know uh, that if he has any plan B, I don't think there was ever a plan B until now. I I just I'm just imagining a mess at this point. I don't know. Um, you know, like those kind of goals that we were scoring in the 2021-22 uh, season. Um, that season where we started badly in the relegation zone and everything. But uh, uh. When we started scoring, a lot of those goals were like very messy rebound goals, just a lot of mess in the uh, penalty area, and then somehow miraculously scoring those goals. Uh, that's how we managed to qualify for the Champions League that season, and uh, like those kinds of goals, right? And I feel like that mess it will somehow come back again in some form. I mean, we have a great squad. We have a squad to fix this mess. It's just that when we're looking at tactics, I don't think there is a plan B. It was always just cross and inshallah. But until that that like part of the play, until we get to cross, you know, that that's kind of a problem there because um, you know we lost our main glue. To midfield to the whole team and even Weir was seen going up like as a second uh, striker 
a lot lately. Uh, she loved to do that. She loved to go um, up and um, we saw it for like the last maybe three months of last season and uh, from since this preseason started and in Valencia game, she was also seen like going up even with Brune and um, she was used to it and I think the team was as well. Uh, has, I mean, that many goals, she scored 28 last season. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, she was there at the right time, a lot of times, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're losing uh, like another like uh, very good ten option and like the the second striker at times, and you know, so I don't know, like well, me, I, I'm imagining a lot of mess again from like two seasons ago. I, I don't know. I did say like a few months ago that this season might be very alike that season, like two seasons ago, like. Uh, kind of messy that we are um, not going to be able to like take a leap from last season, the the leap that people would be expecting. But I just didn't, I, it just didn't even cross my mind losing Weir. Uh, and then we lost Weir now. And then that my assumption that this season might be a mess might actually come true. Uh, even more of a mess than I imagined. So I don't know. Uh, I'm just laying all of my hopes onto Brun at this point. Please, 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 senior. Um, like do your thing. Uh, don't don't let Peril tell you to do anything else. I, I just want you to do your own thing. I I trust I trust her. Okay. I just yeah. Yeah, very much a ray of sunshine and optimism there. <laughs> But yeah, um, honestly, like moving on, I think what I wanted to talk about and I briefly mentioned it as well from the international break. I think one thing that I would like to mention is, is Savava's role with Denmark and how it, it actually made her play a little bit better and made her more, more impactful because Savava was being used as the left-sided midfielder in, in Denmark's 4-4-2 under the new manager Andre Jaglertz or however her, his name is pronounced. I, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Uh, but yeah, she was playing as a left-sided midfielder and oftentimes like she wasn't involved in, in the build-up like we usually do. We spread it wide and expect something and you know she just play, plays it long because there is no no other way out or stuff. She wasn't involved in the first phase. She was more involved in the second and the third phase. Denmark would have Pernilla Harder dropping in that left-hand side. And we would often see in, in those games that Savava would actually be making the runs in behind the uh, back line to receive in space. And I, I really enjoyed it because from the time that I've been seeing Sophie Savava, I've always seen her as this player who when released behind the back line with with a quick one two with a direct ball or or whatever way you want to is the most effective because when she is in space and given a, and you know your team provides you with a little time and space behind the back line Savava so can whip in a very good ball and i think we should be looking to sort of use her more in those advanced areas because yes she has improved defensively a lot uh, and at at one point in last season towards the end, she was probably our 
uh, our best defender in, in the back line. Uh, so, uh, yeah, defensively she is making strides, but we need to exploit her more in terms of her attacking uh, qualities, which 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 lie in her crossing. And now with with her compatriot leading the line for us in senior Bruna, I think we should be trying to harness that partnership as much as possible because that seems to be our best bet at the moment to have Brune be on the get on the end of as many crosses as as possible and you know just try to win games uh, i don't know <laughs> it's very difficult and we have a game upcoming upcoming this sunday and i guess we will see what and how things actually pan out on the pitch uh, we we face uh, real betis uh, we base, we face Granadilla actually on Sunday before we face Real Betis on Wednesday. So two back-to-back -back quick games and then we also have, like we mentioned before, we also have the Champions League qualifiers upcoming, which is, so it's it's going to be a very hectic period. Now, especially, we will be playing almost every three days. It's going to be very difficult without one of our best players. So, yeah, I hope everyone steps up and I hope we see some sort of ingenuity from Toril in terms of how we attack and how we approach the games, especially defensively now that our biggest uh, pressing asset is gone. So how do we deal? How do we change that press? How do we have somebody understand those pressing triggers and how do we have somebody be the protagonist in attack is is going to be let's say interesting i don't think it's the right word but it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to watch how how we deal with it um yeah so consider this your therapy pod and if caroline weir if you're listening uh we hope you recover soon uh, we are all with you and yeah we we miss you but we are we are with you every step of the way and I hope the surgery and the recovery goes really well. Apart from that, I don't have anything else to add. I think we have covered pretty much everything and that this pod was intended to. Uh, but yeah, if you have anything to add, Kanita, you can now. Else we can we can wrap up. Yeah, I just want to send my, you know, uh, wishes as well for... Oh, quick recovery, speedy recovery, but don't make it too soon because uh, it might be worse if you decide to come back too soon. Um, so yeah, take take, uh, take care. Uh, and yeah, we hope that your surgery goes well. If you're listening to this, uh, I hope you are. So yeah, um, we're very eagerly waiting for you to come back, but again, Take care, don't rush yourself, and yeah. All right, so consider this your emergency slash therapy pod. Uh, I hope listening to it at least, I don't know, alleviated some of your tensions regarding what this injury could mean, or at least helped you see what the other options are and how Real Madrid could cope with uh, Caroline Weir's injury. Uh, but yeah, we will be... As always, we'll be back uh, breaking down the games for you from the weekend where we play every three days now. 
with, with the Champions League qualifiers and everything. So, yeah, I guess see you next time. And until then, Ala Madrid. Ala Madrid. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.